Baruch my boy, and welcome everybody to our weekly Halakha podcast, where we try to take some little-known Halakha and some of the reasons and rationale behind the mitzvahs. In the upcoming holidays, we'll call it Sukkot, will be another week and a half, God willing. We know there's a mitzvah, Torah tells us that you're supposed to dwell in the Sukkah for seven days, but Sukkot taste with Shivas Yamim, man yedu, in order that your generation should know how I housed the Jewish people in Sukkot when they left Egypt. There's different interpretations in the Talmud, whether that refers to Sukkot Mamish, literally when they were in the desert, they dwelt in little huts, or they refers to the cloud of glory that protected the Jewish people through their journeys in the desert. Be that as it may, the mitzvah is to live in the Sukkot. Interestingly enough, the fact that Torah tells Laman Yedu Dorasek, when all the generations should know, now, the post can tell us that when a person sits in the sukkah, he's supposed to have specific intentions that I'm sitting here to recall how the Jewish people dwelt in, in huts or the cloud of glory when they traveled in the desert. Whereas, whereas most mitzvahs, it's sufficient just to think I want to fill the mitzvah. Here it's important to think that also I'm trying to recall the way the Jewish people dwelled in the midst, dwelled in these tents or in these huts when they left Mitzrayim too. Now, the mitzvah of sukkah, on the first night, the mitzvah is, an, there's an obligation to eat a meal in the sukkah, to eat at least a size of kezayis of bread in the sukkah. The rest of the days of sukkahs is the mitzvah to sit in the sukkah, but theoretically speaking, if a person didn't eat any bread or didn't eat any, any cake or something like that, he would be able to eat outside of the sukkah too. It's more along the lines that you're not allowed to eat a meal outside of the sukkah, that there's an obligation to actually eat a meal in the sukkah. But the first night, there's actually an obligation to eat the meal in the sukkah. The Gemara learns this out from, a, from an interesting gzera shava, an interesting comparison to Pesach, which they both fall on the 15th day of the month. Pesach is the 15th day of Nisan, and sukkah is the 15th day of Tishrei. And therefore, since we compare the two, just like in Pesach, there's an obligation to eat matzah, so in sukkah also there's a mitzvah, an obligation to eat a piece of bread in the sukkah. This has some interesting ramifications. Whereas normally, for example, when a person eats a meal, we have to make sure that at some time during the meal he eats a kazais of bread the size of an olive in order to be able to in order to be able to fill the mitzvah. On Pesach, when we eat the matzah, however, right after we make the brook on the matzah, we're supposed to eat it immediately without any talking at all. And therefore the post can say the same thing regarding sukkahs too. Regarding sukkahs, as soon as the person makes the brook on a mozi, he has an obligation to eat a kazais of bread without speaking at all. You can't just eat a little bit and then take something else and talk to somebody and then finish eating a little bit afterwards. He has to eat the first kezayis of bread without any interruptions at all. Some Allah authorities want to take it a little further. That just like the mitzvah on Pesach is to eat matzah, just matzah by itself without any condiments at all. The mitzvah of matzah has to eat just the plain matzah. We don't even dip the matzah in salt as a matter of fact. The same thing should be a sukkah, some people want to say that the obligation to eat the mitzvah of eating bread, eat just plain bread. The first kezayis of bread, she's plain bread without even dipping in salt or honey or anything else for that matter. Other authorities seem to say that that doesn't go that far. The comparison to Pesach is only regarding the obligation to eat, not regarding what it is that you have to eat. Uh, this is Another difference would be, can you fulfill your obligation the first night of Pesach with a piece of cake? If you're saying we learned that from matzah, just like matzah, you can't even fulfill the mitzvah with egg matzah. It has to be plain flour and water matzah. They want to say the same thing regarding Pesach, regarding sukkahs too. 
that I have to eat only with bread. You wouldn't be able to fulfill your obligation with cake. Nevertheless, other authorities seem to say, Shlomo Zaman Orbach seems to say, that it is permissible you can fulfill your obligation with cake the first night too. Another interesting amplification is, we're familiar with the fact that since the Torah says you're supposed to dwell in the sukkah, that means to say that the dwelling in our sukkah takes the place of our houses. For that reason, the Gemara tells us, a mitzdaya, a person that is uncomfortable, is uncomfortable to the extent that had it been in his house, he would have left the room, he doesn't have to sit in the sukkah. So, for example, it's very cold in the sukkah, or it's raining in the sukkah. Just like if it was cold in your house, or if it was leaking into your room in the house, you might leave the room because you're uncomfortable, so you can leave the sukkah too. You don't have to sit in the sukkah if it's raining, or if it's snowing, or if it's cold, or for that matter, if it's full of bugs, or to some extent that that it's making it uncomfortable for you. The first night of sukkah, however, could be a little bit different. Since he compared to Pesach, and Pesach there's an obligation to eat the matzah the first the right first night, it could be that the first night of sukkahs too there's an obligation to eat the eat the meal in the sukkah, even if it's raining, even if you're uncomfortable, you have an obligation to eat the size of bread in the sukkah. Again, because there's a question in halacha whether this is true or not, the halacha is as follows: If it is raining the first night of sukkahs, so whereas the rest of sukkahs, you don't have to start eating the meal in the sukkah at all. You can just eat the whole meal in the house. The first night of sukkahs, however, a person, if he sees that the rain's not going to stop, he should make kiddush in the sukkah and make hamotzi in the sukkah. He does not make the bracha leshiba sukkah, it's the bracha that we make for sitting in the sukkah, for eating in the sukkah, but he should eat the first kezayis of bread, even in the rain. After that, he can come in the house and eat the rest of the meal in the house. Again, this is because, according to certain opinions, there is no exemption of being uncomfortable in the sukkah the first night. And therefore, he has an obligation at least at least to eat a kezayis and bread. If it does stop raining the first night, by the way, he should go out and eat another kezayis and bread in the sukkah. Because since some opinions say that he's not obligated the first night, the first part, the first kezayis that he ate in the sukkah may not, be, may not have been a mitzvah. that was not fulfilled. And therefore, when it stops raining, he should go out in the sukkah afterwards and eat the second kezayis of bread in the sukkah. Because it says you're supposed to sit in the sukkah, live in the sukkah, the lakha says you're supposed to sleep in the sukkah too. Now the Shulchan Aruch already says that many people are not so stringent about sleeping in the sukkah. Shulchan Aruch says a couple of reasons. One reason expressed is because maybe today it's, it's cold, and therefore, I mean, relative to, to Israel at least, in the European and America, for example, sukkah oftentimes falls in a, cold, in a colder part of the year. And therefore, it might be considered, might be considered mitzdair, might be considered uncomfortable to sleep in the sukkah. That's one reason for an exemption. Another reason for an exemption is, some people say, because it's supposed to live in the sukkah like you live in your home. Which means to say that technically speaking, it should be fit for a person to sleep to sleep even with his, a man and his wife together in the sukkah also. That's not always possible. Privacy doesn't, doesn't, sukkah doesn't always love a privacy like that. And therefore, since he's supposed to, since in your house, a person lives with his wife, so that if he, if he can't live with his wife in the sukkah, he doesn't have to sleep in the sukkah either. Again, many authorities question this leniency, but in the combination, there are, there are those that, that do, that do, that do find this leniency and, and don't sit in the sukkah, don't sleep in the sukkah. Technically, though, a person really should make an effort as much as possible to sleep in the sukkah. 
Shlomo Zaman Orbach again brings down a very interesting idea that if a person would only realize how, how the great mitzvah that he has, every moment in the sukkah, the fulfillment of a mitzvah, he wouldn't try to get out of sleeping in the sukkah, even if there might be certain types of leniencies. And again, some of these leniencies are, have, certainly have their, have their source in halacha. But a person who really truly values the sukkah, and he's able to be able to be warm, warm in the sukkah. For example, let's say it's a, let's say it's a, he has blankets or even got a heater, portable heater or something like that. So he'd be comfortable in the sukkah. A person should make every effort possible to sleep in the sukkah. Again, if it's too difficult and if it's uncomfortable, there are room for leniencies. But it's certainly a person should make an effort if possible. Some authorities say also another leniency, even during the day, for example, if there are other people in the sukkah. And it's like it's uncomfortable to ask, let's say you have company, and it's uncomfortable to ask the company to leave. Or let's say, for example, you have children, somebody playing outside the sukkah, and it, they're making a lot of noise, and it's difficult to sleep with so much noise. These are all things that would make it uncomfortable, and because they're uncomfortable, it's permissible to sleep in the house too. Wish everybody a happy sukkah, and we'll continue next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.